Live, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. Time is my friend, my friend. The more I reject it, the more that it kicks in. Just enough to keep me on my toes I say, come on, time I've beat you before Come on, time What have you got for me this time? I'll take your words of wisdom And I'll try to make them right It's just me and you again Come on, time. I, you're not fooling me. You're something I can't kill. You're flying like a mighty wind. You never stand still. Time, as you pass me by, why did you leave these lines on my face? Come on time, come on time, it looks like you're winning the race. Time, you're not fooling me, you're something I can't kill. you pass me by Why did you leave these lines on my face You sure have put me in my place Come on time Come on time Looks like you were winning the race Come on time Come on time Looks like you're winning the race. Mr. Wood, else to things off this morning on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network, his song, Come On Time, and from Nashville and Atlanta. This is Gary Holt, your host. Joining me in Albuquerque, New Mexico, is Miss Bobby Jean Bell. Good morning, Bobby. Good morning, Gary. How are you doing today? I'm chilly. I'm chilly. I'm looking. <laughs> I'm in Utah. It looks pretty cold out there. There's snow, probably about six or eight inches of snow, and uh, kind of cool. How are you? Oh, we have a beautiful day, 37 degrees or so. We had a little bit of snow a couple of days ago. If you blinked, it was gone, you know, if you, <laughs> but, um, and, you know, it's just, it's very, it's really lovely here in New Mexico. <laughs> well, good. 
Well, it's really funny because I get weather warnings for home in Nashville. And uh, for the last three days, it's been like, beware, it's snow. There could be a trace to an inch. So be careful of the roads and go to the grocery store mm-hmm. and get your milk and bread. And we're sitting here with seven or eight inches in Utah. So anyway, yeah, yeah. We're we're prepared a little bit differently in Nashville versus out here in the West, so that's okay. Hey, we have two birthdays. I want to wish birthday greetings this morning to Miss Williamson Williamson Branch. She doesn't have any birthday. Corinne Marie has a birthday today. And so both of those ladies have been on the show several times. So happy birthday to Corinne and to Debbie. And we have a show today. One of my favorite guys, one one fellow whose music I always enjoy listening to, and so we play his music not only when he's on the show, but when he's not. But tell everybody who's joining us today. Oh my gosh, Wiley, Gustafson of Wiley and the Wild West. We love having Wiley with us. You just, you just got to smile the whole time you're around Wiley. Um, he'll be joining us in just a moment. On the first right. hour, and then who's with us on Saddle Up America? Well, Mr. Mark Bolander out in Washington is going to be joining us for the second hour, so it's always fun to talk with Mark and talk about the International International Mountain Trail Challenge Association. So we're going to have a good time visiting, a great time visiting with Wiley. But right now, let's listen to a song that I want to talk with him about when we come back. It's one called... Nashville never wanted me. I'm not sure if that's right or not. But it's a great song, and we'll be right back with Wiley Gustafson, with Wiley and the Wild West in just a moment on the Campfire Cafe. Well, I'm a rogue. I'm a relic sprouted from the head of Zeus. Just give me a banged-up old guitar and, brother, turn me loose. I sing my song for the working folks out on the northern plains, 2,000 miles from Nashville, and that's where I remain. Nashville never wanted me. Nashville never wanted me. I never wanted Nashville. Nashville never wanted me. Well, the golden days in Nashville... They're all but dead and gone Back in 1957 Well, them boys could write a song But the well it done got poisoned By the suits on Music Road They sold their souls to the devil Trying to turn them records gold Nashville never wanted me Nashville never wanted me I never wanted Nashville Nashville never wanted me cover of a billboard magazine never had 10,000 screaming fans never lived that rock and roll dream never owned a primo bus never toured the world in style when i 
hits the road, it's a Chevy van and I pay for every mile. Nashville never wanted me. Nashville never wanted me. I never wanted Nashville. Nashville never wanted me. No, sir. Shall be the last and the last shall be the first A curse can be a blessing And a blessing be a curse But life is full of these mysteries They make no sense to me But I never wanted Nashville And Nashville never wanted me Nashville never wanted me Nashville never wanted me I never wanted Nashville Nashville never wanted me Welcome back to Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. That was Nashville Never Wanted Me from the album 2,000 Miles from Nashville, released by today's guest Wiley Gustafson of Wiley and the Wild West. Our guest today is an American original. Wiley Gustafson is a native Montanan singer-songwriter with 23 albums and three decades of performing, writing, and recording under his belt. He is one of the few authentic voices of the American West who steadfastly celebrates and sings about the active rural culture of America. Despite his successful career in music and yodeling, When not touring, he still gets up every day and tends to the livestock on his cross three-quarter horse ranch near the small town of Conrad, Montana. In 2017, he became a member of the Montana Pro Rodeo Wall and Hall of Fame. As an accomplished cutting horse and rodeo enthusiast, he has claimed several regional and national titles within the National Cutting Horse Association astride his super horse, Whiskey, that shiny belt buckle he wears wasn't one on eBay. Please welcome to Campfire Cafe a 2020 inductee into the Montana Cowboy Hall of Fame and recently named by the Wall Street Journal one of the 30 most famous cowboys and cowgirls of all time, the founder of Wiley and the Wild West, and the official Yahoo yodeler, our guest, Wiley Gustafson. Welcome, Wiley. Hello, how are you doing? Good to, good to be back again. Uh, good to have you back. It's been a it's been a while. It yeah. has been too long. Yeah. But uh, so I've got to ask about the song that I just played. Nashville never wanted me. That is not right, by the way. Well, Nashville. You know, the- yeah, I guess Music Row maybe never wanted me, but there was there's elements in Nashville that uh, that we had great success with. One being the Grand Ole Opry. Um, you know, the days of country music television when they played independent videos, they they loved us, and you know, so there right. was a few things going on in Nashville that kept bringing us back there. But generally, the commercial side of Nashville, um, they they uh, they never did figure us out and didn't know what to do with us, and so we just kind of went the independent route 
as far as record labels. Uh, we were on Rounder for a while, a label called Cross 3, which uh, was run by my manager, Mitch Cohen. And so we, we had uh, limited success there but uh, and some great times, and I used to spend quite a bit of time there. Yeah. Yeah, well, and, and uh, you know, I think you record most of your albums there, don't you now? We do, yeah, and up in Madison. So my my recording producer said, what do you mean Nashville never want, wanted you? And I said, well, right. Nashville didn't, but Madison did, does. So that's where I, <laughs> I record north of town up in Madison. Oh, so. uh, gosh. That's too much fun, but uh, I think that I saw that you've appeared on the Grand Ole Opry somewhere between 40 and 50 times. Yep, yep, over 50, I think, and, um, you know, they they uh, seemed to appreciate that we were one of the bands that was, uh, you know, keeping Western music alive. Uh, right. And I think they had writers on the sky there and still have writers on the sky quite a bit there. So they, they mm-hmm. like to represent the Western side of country music, and uh, we were part of that. Yeah, yeah, well, you've got great music. Now, how did the how did the – Yodeling with Yahoo come about. Did that happen while you were in Nashville? No, that happened actually back uh, in 1996, if my memory is right. And um, uh, I guess I guess about that time we were out in Nashville uh, on country music television doing things. But uh, that was in Los Angeles, uh, which is where I lived at the time, back in the okay. early 90s and mid-90s. And I did a lot of TV commercials because I was one of the only yodelers in Los Angeles. And in the 1990s, um, yodeling was pretty popular in the commercial industry. And so we did lots of TV commercials, Miller Lite, uh, Mitsubishi, Porsche, uh, Taco Bell, uh, and the list went on. We we did quite a few uh, voiceovers of yodeling for TV commercials. Now I can understand Taco Bell and maybe Mitsubishi, but how did yodeling and Porsche come together? Yeah, I don't know. You know, they would use they would use the yodel as a stinger usually and kind of get people's attention at the beginning of the ad, you know, so right. just throw a yodel in to kind of perk people's ears up. So in it, yeah. I think it's very effective. So. Oh, gosh. Well, that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Well, and and, uh, and you're heading back to Tennessee before too long, I think. You told me just before the show started. Yes, the end of March, we're going to be out uh, in Pigeon Forge. Um, they used to have what they call the Saddle Up Celebration. They've changed it a little bit. Now it's a chili cook-off. And uh, this will be our first time at the, the chili cook-off, but we used to do the saddle-up celebration quite a bit. And uh, I think it's just a smaller version of a, a cowboy poetry and music festival. All right, all right. Well, that's a, that's a big event that takes place up in Pigeon Forge. So, folks that are listening, if you're anywhere in the Carolinas or Kentucky or Georgia or Tennessee, you'll want to check that out. And not only will you get to hear Wowie, but I sound you're going to get some pretty good chili. And uh, and I one thing I like, great chili and great barbecue. So that's pretty cool. Pretty cool combination. So I wanted to ask you, we've got another song that I'm going to get to that is from an earlier album. It's called Road to Narvacon. So tell us about Narvacon. Yeah, so Narvacon uh, is uh, where my wife came from. Uh, 
And she lived in the Philippines, uh, was born and raised there, and I met her. I was over vacationing in the Philippines and met her, and uh, a wonderful, beautiful woman. And, um, you know, so I had to write the love song for, for Jenny, my Filipino wife. And she's, of course, living now in the United States, and we have a beautiful family of three boys. And it's just, uh, you know, the, the day that I met her was a wonderful thing and uh, has changed my life and given me three, three beautiful boys. Well, we have a beautiful family, and this is a beautiful song. So we're going to listen to that now. It's called Road to Narvacon. And when we come back, we'll be talking with Wiley Gustafson on the Campfire Cafe. Um, we love 
asking our guests a little bit about um, how COVID has impacted you. Uh, you also seem to have a lot of interesting things that went on in 2020. You want to talk a little bit about about last year? <laughs> sure. Yeah, you know, it's one of those years we're glad that it's over with. Um, you know, it has pretty much destroyed our live performance industry, which is how we make a living, you know, uh, fairs, festivals, um, cowboy poetry gatherings, all that stuff. And it seems to really have hit our side of the industry um, pretty bad, you know, the festival side of the industry. And there, there's very few festivals that are happening um, in in March. The end of March will be our very first festival that we played in a year. And uh, wow. we had so many cancellations and everything's been moved to 2021 and now we're even getting cancellations this summer moving them one more year back to 2022 so um, it's been hard on us it really has financially um, and uh, luckily I have a second career as a rancher and, and uh, been able to fall back on that a little bit but um, it's still it's just been a, a, a tough road to hoe you know yeah now you've had some um, some interesting things happen. You were inducted into the Montana Cowboy Hall of Fame in 2020. Yes. You want to tell us a little bit about that organization? Sure, a wonderful organization in, in Montana that uh, gives notoriety to to uh, our cowboy culture. And I think um, uh, I represent the artistic side of that. Uh, not only I come from a cowboy family, so you know. Uh, uh, the cattle industry is a big part of, of what I do, and when I'm not on the road, you know, I have my cattle and horses that I take care of. But um, uh, I think the reason they, they gave me the nod was because I, I celebrate that culture, and I, 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 I'm happy to. I, it's what I know about, so when I write songs, my favorite songs to write about are songs about our wonderful culture of the West, not only ranching but farming, and uh, I just I'm in love with that part of who I am and part of who where I came from. Uh, in Montana, we have lots of opportunities to to do all that stuff. Um, I come from a fourth generation ranching family and followed my dad Rib Gustafson into the Hall of Fame. He was inducted, I think, in 2000. Oh. Uh, 13 perhaps wow. and um uh, i had uh, two uncles that uh and an aunt that have been inducted into the hall of fame also so on um, both sides of the family my mom's side my dad's side we 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 just come from that culture it's part of who i am so i just totally honored uh, that uh, that they gave me the nod that is, so and i that also saw i'm sorry no <laughs> Um, I also saw it, um, your your Facebook page is terrific. It really there's lots of great. If any fans out there follow Wiley on his Facebook page, um, I also saw that you were part of the Montana sessions um, of some video, uh, some video taping. You want to just talk a little bit? They're fabulous. You want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. You know, one of the things we have been able to do um, is is do some video streaming and some some concerts. I guess uh, shoot some videos that uh, um, that allow us to kind of do what we do and still be 
still make music. So these video opportunities have been great. There was a film crew from Bozeman, Montana that that did uh, has done a lot of great work with artists um, like Junior Brown and a lot of artists that come through Montana. They'll stick them out in the somewhere in Montana and film them. And the idea is live to do it live. And so they we don't use a backing track. We we go out. And I went out in the middle of a pasture and sang a couple songs about Montana. And, uh, you know, I think they had a six- or seven-man production crew, including a, um, a drone, which got some beautiful shots. And we, we our, our scene was the backdrop was the beautiful east slope of the Rocky Mountains, the Rocky Mountain Front. Oh, wow. Part of where I live, uh, every morning I get to wake up and see the sun bouncing off the beautiful Rocky Mountains. And uh, so if you've ever been to northern Montana, Great Falls, it's just a, a wonderful place to wake up every morning and just see beauty all around you. Well, there is a song that we're going to kind of goes back to that uh, ranching background, horse background, so everybody won't understand this, but I think a lot of our listeners around the world will. That's one called Leather Rubber. So let's talk, listen to that and come back and talk more with Wiley in just a moment. Camp Cafe.
with a bucket seat. A hitched hair belt around his waist. He's a shadow riding cool, stay out of his way. He's a leather lover, a rawhide man. He ain't like no other. He's a leather lover. He's a leather lover. Leather lover Wiley Gustafson, Wiley and the Wild West, that's Leather Lover. So Wiley, let's talk a little bit about across three quarter horses. That looks like free operation you got there. Yeah, it's an operation that my dad started back in actually 1938. He went down to Marfa, Texas, looking for some good King Ranch broodmares, some sorrel broodmares, and brought them up to Montana. And uh, my dad and my uncle, Duke, uh, they were into quarter horses. And this was back when quarter horse hadn't even, uh, they didn't even start the registry till the early 40s. And so right. they, they were ahead of the gun, but they wanted a good, cow horse that they could ranch with and they were rodeo guys so they wanted something that had a little speed they were both bulldoggers uh, and so they they brought up the quarter horse and started breeding it and still a lot of the lines the rodeo lines and the cow horse lines up in montana come come from some of that early breeding that my uncles did and so i just carried that on my main goal is to create a cow horse that has good size good bone uh withers girth all that stuff that creates durability um so most of my horses are over 15 hands i one of my studs is 15-3 and the other one is 15-1 and i put them try to put them on some larger mares um play gun mares little uh little peppy mares um patty's Irish whiskey mares and so uh i just try to create a durable uh using type ranch horse cow horse cutting horse that uh you can do anything on a versatility horse well, do you do you sell your stock uh, at the ranch, or do you do you go to a sale somewhere, or how do you market your horses? I sell at private treaty at the ranch. I usually okay. have half a dozen uh, babies a year. I try to sell the weanlings um, as a as in the fall after they're weaned, and uh, but usually end up with a couple of yearlings that I haven't sold. So, um, you know, I just. Uh, try to get rid of them as quick as I can and, and not have to feed them too long. But uh, right. I had really good luck with just getting rid of the weanlings and, and uh, the yearlings. I try to put a good price point on them and make them pretty affordable. So That's pretty cool. That's one of the things that I miss is raising the babies. I used to keep a herd of about 24 mares and four stallions. And um, I haven't, haven't done that in a long time, and I miss the babies. Yeah, four stallions and twenty mares. You could you could get a bunch of them <laughs> pretty quick. So I have two stallions and you know about uh, yeah, I I guess eight broodmares. Some of them are getting a little older, so it's hit right. us with some of the older ones. But yeah, I try to shoot for half a dozen, and that's for me with the music. Um, I can still get get everything uh, done that I want to get done. Well, that's that is a lot of fun. So, do, you, do your boys enjoy working with the colts yet? Are they old enough working with the colts? Uh, they enjoy riding them, yeah. And I have a 12-year-old boy. Uh, he's not into horses so much, but my five-year-old and three-year-old they love to ride and, and uh, help me every day feed 
feed the horses and you know just go through them and and uh it's it's fun watching the younger generation uh like me I, my dad was the one that turned me on to horses and it never right. left me and uh only deepened you know as i got older so hopefully with these kids the horse bug will catch on well i i'm sure it will you know when you're exposed to them and that's the way that's the way i grew up my dad always horses and so we just were used to horses you know yeah that, that's what it was i think i saw some kind of a post you had a buffalo calf or something and one of your kids mm-hmm. in the farm. Yep. Yeah. yeah so we use buffalo to train our cutting horses and uh so one of the buffalo breeders came to me and said hey i have a day old calf it's mother abandoned them would you be interested and i said sure because i had a couple older buffaloes so we bottle fed them from day one, and uh, he just turned into a, a nice, uh, tame buffalo. You never know which way they're going to go. And this one's actually a nice, tame one. He, he loves to walk up to you and talk to you if you go in the pen. So he's a long yearling, and uh, and uh, but uh, I'm getting to the point where um, I don't know what to do with him. You know, I want to I want to see somebody do something with him. Use him as a saddle buffalo, or uh, you know, the rodeos have the great halftime entertainment. Right. Right. A lot of a lot of things like that, or maybe go to a uh, mascot for one of for North Dakota or Colorado or something like that. So we'll see. That would be pretty <laughs> yeah, cool. He's for sale. Yeah. One thing they don't want to see when you've bottle raised a buffalo or a calf like that is to see him on a menu somewhere. So. No, I don't. <laughs> they can even. Yeah, they can even be a handful being fully tamed. So I want to make sure he goes to the right home. I'm just not going to let him go to anybody. But uh, we, we, Barney is his name. We love Barney, and we want to Barney. see him have a good, fulfilling life somewhere. Yeah, I remember. I remember raising a calf. I bought a calf that was parked in the house, and I was raised it for beef, and I fed it with my horse. And I named it Rosie, and that was you cannot eat. Food, if you name it. So that was, yeah. that was the end of that. <laughs> hey, let's listen yeah. to another great song by Wiley, and it's one called Bucking Horse Moon. We'll come back and more more which moment on the fact of faith. Down on one lane road, there's a dusty fairground. Where I learned the wrong trade And I fell in love With a blue-eyed twister And her smoky whisper She said they called her The Cimarron Dove We'd spool our bedroll On down together My calloused hand Home through her hair She'd stare at a star Through an old mesquite tree See that moon shadow There's a bucking horse there Sweet bird of you No easy keeper Gone with the season All too Montana, blue on the sky, Nevada star. 
bucking horse moon Our love reeled out Like a western movie Down hard-worn highway Through the rodeo town Wrapped in her wings For a midnight flight That bucking horse moon Kept shining down But heart and bone Are made for breaking The Cimarron Dove Has flown with the wind Then a bronchian Prescott Rolled on my back I'll never ride Rough stars Sweet bird of you, no easy keeper, wrong with the season, all too soon, beneath Montana's blue-roan sky, Nevada starlight, and a bucking horse moon. Dusty fairgrounds I'm an old bronc fighter Long past high noon On a haunted night wind I can hear her whispering As I search the heavens For a bucking horse moon Sweet bird of you No easy keeper Along with the season, all too soon, beneath Montana's blue-roan sky, Nevada starlight, and a bucking horse moon, Wyoming's sunset, and a bucking horse moon. Bucking Horse Moon, Wiley Gustafson, Wiley in the Wild West, with us today on Campfire Cafe. You know, Wiley, let's talk about this CD a little bit. This was number 23, I think, released in 2019, and we really haven't talked. We've played music from it, but we really haven't chatted about it yet. You want to tell us a little bit about how you came up with the um, songs that you chose to put on this CD? Give us a little backstory. Sure. So we're talking about cowboy vernacular. Is that yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. And basically, that's it's a compilation album. Um, so it's a lot of songs that I've recorded over the years that um, just celebrate the cowboy culture. I wanted wanted it to be a pretty punchy album and and be able to be relatable to all my cowboy friends. Um, I just wanted to give them something that they could listen to that was all cowboy, all the songs. So. Um, uh, and cowboy vernacular, 
um, is an original song that I, that I came up with um, using cowboy words that I just grew up with. Uh, it's going to become one of our popular songs in our live performances. Um, you know, Bucking Horse Moon is uh, a song that you just played was uh, the great poem uh, and lyric written by Paul Zarzyski and Tom Russell. And uh, that's become one of our popular songs over the years. We, I think, recorded that back in 2000 at Johnny Cash's studio. Um, John Carter Cash, Johnny's son, produced that one for us. So it's just a collection of songs over the years that really speak to the cowboy culture. Yeah, it, and um, a lot of them are original that you've written, but of course, just as you mentioned, Bucking Horse Moon, and I think the next one that Gary has um, set up to play is the Stan Jones classic Cowpoke, and oh my goodness, your rendition of this song is really special. Do you want to just t- talk a little bit about this one before Gary plays it? Sure. I love Stan Jones. Of course, he wrote Ghost Riders in the Sky, but um, you know he used minor chords in, in, in cowboy music it, in a really cool way. And one of my favorite songs has always been Cowpoke. Um, it's been covered uh, over the years by several artists. Um, but I, I like the version. We, my dad kind of taught me a high plane type yodel, high plains yodel, which is slower, slowed down yodel that just reflects the emptiness uh, and the vastness of northern Montana. So I tried to capture that when I did Cowpoke. Um, we did uh, a recently in 2020. One of the things we did was I went out to my broodmare pasture and shot a video of Cowpoke, and um, so we have that up on our Facebook site if you want to see, or our YouTube site if you want to see a video version of Cowpoke out with uh, me and my horses. But it's just one of those songs that I've done for a long time. I, I originally recorded it back in 1997 uh, for a Rounder Records release called Total Yodel, but I've re-recorded mm-hmm. it a couple times, and uh, this is one of the later recordings. That's wonderful. Well, it's a great song. Let's listen to Poke, and we'll be back in just a moment on the Camp Cafe. I'm lonesome, but I'm happy. Rich, but I'm broke, oh, the good Lord knows the reason I'm just a cowpoke. From Cheyenne to Shelby, the ranges I know, I drift with the wind, no one cares where I go. I'll pick up 
can spot in Prescott. I know oh, riding a bronc at the big rodeo. So this morning, uh, I was looking at your Facebook page, and so you had a couple of videos where you're teaching people to yodel, and so I started practicing with you, and, my, and I almost <laughs> drove my wife crazy. I mean, she's like, please. <laughs> yeah, the number one rule of learning how to yodel is practice by yourself the first few yeah. times, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. anyway. So I, I will not do that again. I will practice by myself, but that is, that is so much fun. So you have a YouTube channel as well as your your uh, social media pages? Yes, I do. Yep, have a YouTube channel. And, boy, we've, you know, over the years we've gotten quite a few videos. We I mentioned earlier about country music television back in the early 90s. We had yeah. a lot of videos that were on that, and that's kind of how helped us get our name, get, get helped us get on to the Grand Ole Opry. And that's when CMT actually played videos, for one, and then they played a lot of independent videos. They were they were 24 hours a day of videos right. and um, needed videos to fill the slots so they would actually let independent artists like us uh, put videos on. And, and we, we, uh, we did really good because the fans liked our videos and uh, requested them a lot. So we, we went, uh, we, we got a lot of rotations out of those videos. Oh, that's so how how did how, how did you become so active on stage? My wife was telling me this. You just got to see this guy perform. Yeah. So yeah. So, yeah well, how, how did you know? How did you do that? I grew up watching Chuck Berry. Uh, oh you know, yeah. Watching Elvis and even oh, you yeah. know I just um, I loved the I liked watching Fred Astaire movies growing up. I just liked mm-hmm. movement. And um, and I really liked the artists that you could look at and tell that the the spirit of the music and the soul of the music was moving through their bodies. And to me, 
you know, um, I just like to see that. And uh, um, so I've always been very active on stage. I've, I've enjoyed music so much. You know, uh, I'm a man of faith. I, I believe that God gave me a talent to use and to make people smile, and that's what I try to do. Um, and music in its best form is not only do you hear it, but you can go watch somebody and see them and just it adds to the experience to watch an, a great performer perform a song. That's why uh, I think one of the reasons we, we do well with our live performances, people like to listen to our CDs, but they especially like to come out and watch the band. Well, I think mm-hmm. so. And I think that's one of the things that people have been missing for this past year is being able to go see a live performance. And uh, so I guess that's one of the things that, you know, doing Facebook lives and, and Instagram lives and some other things have done for people. Are you doing any of those live events like that? I am. I, yep. Uh, we've done a couple of them. We did one for uh, Tom Russell had one a uh, few months mm-hmm. back and uh, we made a video for him. And um, I've got a couple in the works that, that uh, uh, will probably happen within the next couple of months here. So I think, yeah, that is one of the great things about this epidemic. It, it's allowed us to look into our live video streaming capabilities and try to make that happen a little bit more. So. Yeah, and I think that I think that probably is something that will stay around once once this pandemic is over. With. It, it will, is, yes. You know, you mm-hmm. people around the world that are not able to come be Wiley performing in Elko or Montana or or Nashville yep. or Tennessee. So that's pretty cool. Another song I want to get to. We're about to run out of time. This has been so much fun. Another song I want to get to right quick is called Grace. Tell us about this song. Yeah, another poem. You know, so a lot of the cowboy music in the old days started from a lyric or a poem that somebody put to paper, and then another cowboy with a banjo or a fiddle put some music behind it in the old days. And so I I still love that form of songwriting where you find these beautiful, beautiful words written about the West and put music behind them. So these beautiful words of grace, a, a poem, were written by Paul Zerziski. And uh, we we actually co-wrote. I added a uh, a chorus to it, I guess. And so he has the poem and, and the song. Uh, he helped me uh, develop into into a song from his poem. And it's just another one of those songs that evokes uh, our wide open West. And Paul Zarzyski is just a master poet. Um, takes chances, takes risks with his words in a way that. Um, when he when he nails it, it just it's a great you know a great way of thinking and and uh, imagining our West was through Paul Zarzyski's words. So Grace, uh, we recorded it a few years back, and it's a, another one that we get a lot of requests for when we perform live. Well, beautiful song, great song. Let's take a listen. We'll be back in just a moment. Love has always thrived 
And will forever yearn For the colorful hover A brush stroke of words out of the West We still want free life We still want fresh air
beautiful, beautiful song by Wiley and the Wild West that's called Grace. Wiley, you have been so much fun to have on the show. Well, thanks for having me. Well, you'll just have to come back a little bit sooner. I, I'm not sure how long it's been, but it's been two long since we were here last time. <laughs> yeah, maybe ten you know? years or eight years. No, anyway. two years. It's been a while. <laughs> we oh, had it right come... after 2,000 Miles from Nashville came out. It was like two years. Okay. It feels like uh, forever. <laughs> well, it does. It does. But anyway, it's great to have you back with us. And I know that our worldwide audience is dying to find out where they can get all of this music and more. So tell us how we can do that. You know, the best way is through Amazon. Uh, not only can you, or iTunes, can you download the the MP3 files. Uh, and then if you're looking for a physical CD, Amazon right now. We used to do that through my dining room table, but it just got uh, a little too cumbersome, so we've let Amazon <laughs> kind of take over. And more, more and more people are buying MP3s instead of uh, CDs. So I have a yeah. basement full of CDs. I'm trying to get rid of slowly through Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know how that is. My wife's got a stack of them down there. So, And, you know, live performances where most people buy CDs anyway, that's just not happening right now. But hopefully, no. But go visit Amazon, visit iTunes. You can get all of his music there. Give us your website. Yeah, so Wiley website, W-Y-L-I-E website.com, or just do a Yahoo search for Wiley in the Wild West. Did you say Yahoo or Yahoo? Yeah. (laughs) Yahoo! That one, that site. Oh, my God. Well, you have been. All right, Google him and and visit him on Facebook. I know he's got great pages there on Facebook as well. So you've been fantastic. We're going to close out show with another great song i love this song uh, it's called branded and uh wally come back and see you soon my friend okay all right god bless you guys and we'll see you down the trail all right see you soon there's a green pasture waiting way up in the sky there's a green pasture waiting way up in the sky where the cool water flows and the grass grows high, there's a green pasture waiting way up in the sky. Brother, get branded, step through the gate. Oh, brother, get branded, step through the gate. Get your hide sanctified, it's not too late. Brother, Get branded, step through the gate. Oh, St. Peter's at the gate now, watching for you. St. Peter's at the gate now, watching for you. And if you've got the brand, brother, he'll let you through. St. Peter's at the gate now, watching for you. Brother, get branded, step through the gate. Oh, my brother, get branded, step through the gate. Get your hide sanctified, it's not too late. Brother, get branded, step through the gate.
Price of gas at four bucks. I get out the fuel train. Riders in the sky. That's mule train. And welcome back to Saddle of America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. Our very special guest today is Mr. Mark Bolander, the founder of the International Mountain Trail Challenge Association. Mark, how are you doing? I'm doing great. It's a good day to be alive in the Pacific Northwest where we have had no winter. Well, how have you missed out on that? I don't know. We were out training horses in the outdoor trail arena, and I was thinking we've barely had any frost so far this year. We had uh, one evening that spit some snow for like 10 minutes, and right now I guess it's probably in the mid-40s. So we've not had a winter, but that is not unusual. Uh, 40 years ago we had a winter just like this, so it comes and goes. Yeah, well, it's real funny because right now I'm in Utah and we've got about six or seven inches or eight inches of snow on the ground. And then back in Tennessee at home, you know, it's been spit snow and and a little snow. I think this is about the fourth snow that. So that's unusual. And then Bobby, you've got. Yeah, Bobby's got wonderful Mm -hmm. weather where she is. Yeah. Yeah, we get a little bit of snow, just just enough to um, remind us of how how lovely it can be without you know being a bother. <laughs> right, but we get our dreary our dreary rain. And by the way, Gary, congratulations on your marriage to the one and only Mary Kay. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. She's a pretty sweet gal, and um, she kind of keeps me in line, so that's okay. But thanks a lot. So by the way. Tell Miss Lee howdy for me as well. I will. Yeah. I so thought she Mark was be in my office, but I think she's in her office. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, it's been a while since you've been on the show. And for folks that are around the world that are not familiar with Mountain Trail, tell us a little bit about what it is. Well, Mountain Trail is kind of a combination between dressage three-day eventing and raining it's all about transitions and and horsemanship yet it's something fun for just a recreational trail rider it's something that everyone can do it involves navigating through many different obstacles such as logs and rocks swinging bridges rolling bridges uh, Things we call cross bucks, which are just a series of logs raised up on each end, kind of goes to the center. I got the the brilliant name for cross bucks because that's what we used to use to cut up firewood on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then there's often water features um, that the horses have to navigate, just stuff that you would find on a typical trail ride. Part of the reason that we have rolling bridges and teeter-totters and everything else. Out here, there's a very famous trail that goes from Canada to Mexico called the Pacific Crest Trail. And it has, there's places where you can go through miles of steps, steps up for erosion control on the trails. A lot of the bridges are not always that well-maintained and they move. (laughs) They're not supposed to move, but they move. (laughs) And so... The horses have to learn to deal with that, and it can cause some pretty substantial wrecks. And so where we train the horses to deal with something moving under their feet, 
or something that rolls, or you're looking at logs and everything else, you're dealing with water, you get out on the trail, and you actually have a safe horse. And this discipline is the first discipline that brings all breeds together and all riding styles together in the same class. Because whether you have a Spanish, stock seat, English, or Western saddle, if you want to go out for a hack or a cool down or a trail ride, we all want the same thing, a bold, confident, go-forward horse. Right. And so where all these horses can do this, the recreational rider, which makes up the bulk of all the riders, only 3% of horse owners actually go to official shows. Oh, that's right. Yeah, only that's 3%. Right. And most of the people just want a good relationship with their horse and a safe horse and a fun trail ride. And this is something we train for. And this is something that provides a venue for the average common rider to have a lot of fun. It's also incredibly good for the horse for cross-training, whether they be a jumper, uh, western plage, or a rainer. It just gets their mind engaged because I've shown rainers. I showed rainers for years. And truthfully, the horse doesn't see a lot of point in a pretty circle Uh or a fast spin or a big Mm -hmm. slide. They Mm -hmm. do it because we want that. We kind right. of push them into that. Some are bred to uh, like it, but it doesn't have a lot of meaning. But you throw them in a rock patch, if they don't pick up their feet, they fall on their nose. If they don't pick up their feet going through the logs, they'll fall on their nose. So everything out here has meaning. If they walk across the balance beam and they fall off, the consequences aren't that good. And so right, that's right. The horses, the horses' minds are engaged. Uh, the people's minds are engaged. They have to learn how to trust that horse. And that's very right. difficult to do. We all talk about trust. But usually it means I just want my horse to do what I want. But when you walk across the raised balance beam, you have to trust that horse is going to keep that balance beam between him and the ground or else you're both in trouble. And the minute you want to lean over and peek and see if you're on it, you both fall off. So uh-huh. it teaches you how to trust. <laughs> So it's a, it's a great discipline for the recreational people. Just just a lot of fun. And by my wife way, my wife just walked in. Say hello. Hi, Haley. Haley, I want to say congratulations to you and Mary Kay. Well, thank you, thank you. We're so happy. Yeah, we hope to, we hope to have a trip sometime back out your way. So that would be pretty cool. Well, you know, you're always our guest here. Okay. Well, listen, my love to all of you. Thank you. And just Good like to talk that, to you. She, just She's like gone. that, she disappears. <laughs> <laughs> She's oh, always gosh. going. You know, IMT keeps her so busy. But, yes, the discipline uh, has grown across the globe. People are really fascinated with the new discipline called Mountain Trail. There's, you know, it's always hard to keep the wheels in the bus and keep everyone under one umbrella because everyone kind of wants to do their own thing here and there. But we feel that IMTCA has set the standards, judging standards for the world and across the nation. And that's kind of fun. And we're very concerned with safety. It's always safety, safety first. So you have to be real careful on the obstacles that are built, that are designed to withstand time and abuse. And we all know horses are hard on about anything. 
Yeah. So we have to engineer all the obstacles so they do hold up and that they are safe for horse and rider. And that's something we're very, very conscious of. Mark, how did you get involved in in the sport of mountain trail to begin with? I first saw the concept uh, way back in 2006, but it was just it was just um, a concept, kind of a fun concept that they had started down in Oregon. Yeah. It wasn't really organized, but it was fun. And so my wife and I looked at that concept and said, if we want, we can put this together as a discipline, but first we'll need an association. We'll need right. standardized judging rules, because if you don't have judging rules, you really don't have a discipline. So we can put together standard judging rules throughout the globe. So if you come here from Italy and compete, or I go to Italy and compete, you have the same standards for judging. Yeah. Yeah, same rules. It'd be like, and everyone has to realize that if everyone wants different rules, then you really don't have any place to come together. It'd be like a rainer. If I thought, okay, five spins should be a plus, but the Germans said, no, three spins should be a plus. Then you get together at a world show, and there's an argument. Well, I got a plus. No, I got a plus. Right. And so the standard is we have four spins, four 360s, and that's the bottom line. In Mountain Trail, we have a standard of how you enter each obstacle, how you exit each obstacle, and then consistency in judging. And so that was our goal to set up, and we would – and a lot of people in this discipline, they don't need a ribbon, but they want to know how to improve their horsemanship. So if they ask the judge, I got a seven, why did I only get a seven? And the judge can clearly say, well, your entryway is consistently off. So that gives a person something they can work on to improve their scores. It's not an unknown. My right. wife and I were down at Tulsa, Oklahoma, watching the Reichert Futurity and 20 horses in the class, four judges. The first and first night, there was $100,000 on the line. First place winner gets 50000 When it was all said and done, the judges did not agree on the placement of the top 10. The second night, there was 200000 on the line. First place winner gets a trailer plus 100000 Oh, wow. The judges, the judges did not even agree on the top 10. So that tells oh, wow. me that's subjective. I was judging uh, reigning down at the South Point in Las Vegas. We had three judges, and we had the same picks for the top horses because we have standards that we can judge on. And so that was very important when we started this, that we need a standard that everyone can understand. I was judging a show in Germany, and the show was won by uh, Guther, and he was on a beautiful reining horse that had done fantastic, but he walked out of the trench, and he did not walk out a horse length straight. He started to turn. He turned back and looked at me and began to mumble because he knew that he had lost early, didn't follow the rules. And so the person should be able to walk out of that class or finish that obstacle basically knowing how you scored. It shouldn't be right. a mystery. Right. And the common right. recreational rider you know, shows are confusing enough for us who have shown <laughs> without 
throwing someone that's never shown into a show situation and wondering what hit them because they have no idea how to prove it. So Mountain Trail is we broke it down to a very simple scoring system that people can understand. And I think that's allowed the discipline to grow. And keeping right. everything safe is a positive. Well, it is. And uh, we want to take a real quick and come back, and I want to talk more about Mountain Trail and how people can get involved in that. And I'd also like to talk a little bit about the courses because you do a beautiful job in building these courses around the world. So we're going Thank to come you. back and talk with more. We're going to talk with Mark more. That was hard to say. We'll talk <laughs> more with Mark after this song from Mary Kay Holt. It's one called We Dream of Horses. And uh, you're listening to Saddle America with our very special guest today, Mr. Mark Bolander. Little boy tugged at his mama's hand to get that pony ride. A little scared when he climbed on, but when it was over, he cried. All the way home in the car, he chanted that pony's name Now every Christmas and birthday His wish list is the same He dreams of horses And he hears them calling his name And he needs the drum the swing is dried in the wind in a horse's mane. This gal knows about falling down and climbing right back on. Shovel stalls hot hay in the snow fed horses before dawn. School bell rings when she's at the gate. Calling that pony's name Years will come and years will go But this will never change She dreams of horses And she hears them calling Followed other dreams Teachers, lawyers, nurses Or pilots or U.S. Marines Wherever we went in this world Whatever else we became With those of us born to be horsemen The dream is still the same We dream of horses And we hear 
Horses from her newest album, Frontier. We're talking with our guest, Mark Boland, there today on Saddle Up America. Hey, Mark, it's Bobby over here, and I've got a question about a briar horse, Checkers. Can you tell us a little bit about Checkers? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, Checkers was born here in the farm. He's 22 years old. I don't know where the time has gone. Wow. But he's always been special. His first show, he was weaned one week. So he's been on the road virtually his whole life. Goodness. He is the horse that does 10 different disciplines without a bridle. I started him bridleless at three years old, and I showed him all around AQHA as an all-around horse. His grandpa, ironically, Rugged Lark, was also a briar horse. But he's always been a special horse. Uh, he won the National Mountain Trail three years in a row without a bridle against everyone that had a bridle on. I had an accidental, truly an accidental, 2.3-second rope on him one time, breakaway roping. Uh, it was a Hail Mary, and I've never roped since. Don't plan wow. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. He does cowboy-mounted shooting, uh, team uh-huh. pinning, team sorting. He was amazing at team sorting. He still gives lessons. He helps me start the horses. Uh, used to jump him, show him jumping. He's just an all-around fun horse, and he ended up as a huge honor as a briar horse, and I think he earned it. He's got the personality for it. He's been viewed by over 5 million people, and he has been in front of Hundreds of thousands of people in churches, schools, and prisons, believe it or not. Wow. Wow. So he's always wow. been a pretty special horse. I guess you'd call that a once-in-a-lifetime horse. He is once, he's indeed a once-in-a-lifetime horse. Yeah, he, he's still going strong, and he still demonstrates at expos and shows. Obviously, last year was kind of a crazy year. We were supposed to be at Briar best but that happened virtual yeah Uh, we'll see what happens this year yeah all right miss bobby oh um well that was my that was my one question thank you so much for answering that one and then i know that we're wanting to chat with you a little bit about these uh, terrific uh courses that you build all over the years all over the world I, I, i guess i'd sort of think like golf course but not um they are Absolutely, courses built for what you teach on, and um, and what gets um, they're fa- it's fascinating. Tell us a little bit about the development of these courses and and where people can find them. Well, Mark, well, before we do that, Mark, before oh, we do okay. that, I know we've got people that are on the line wanting to oh, ask that's you some right. questions. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I don't know who we've got, but let's open the lines and let's just find out so you're on okay. saddle America. who are we talking with hello 
Hey. Who do we have here? Oh, you can hear me. Great. My yeah. name is oh. Jessica, and I live on the East Coast, and hey. I am a new writer, and I really feel like this might be a really good discipline for me to get into, but I don't know where to go on the East Coast. Where do, how do I get where, started? Whereabouts are you on the East Coast? Near Maryland. Near Maryland. We have a uh, – there's a number of courses on the East Coast. Um, we have one down in Virginia. Then there's one up in Maine. And I think there is one in Maryland, too. You can look on IMTCA website. It'll show you where. But we need more courses on the East Coast. They're easy to set up. Uh, we'll help you with the obstacles and the whole nine yards, or else I'll fly out and help you build one. Oh, thank you. But as a new rider, as a new rider, it is addicting. I warn you against that, but it's probably one of the best things to get involved in that you can imagine if you have a horse. Oh, great! I mean, well, so cool. um, it'll be a fun, uh, a fun thing to do with my horse i think i looked online and it looks really neat so yeah it's all about building relationship with my horse so i'm excited you will, build I'm a relationship. Excited. <laughs> you will love it and you will have more fun than you've ever had in your life with a horse i'll guarantee you that and Thanks. i don't care if you're just starting to ride for the first time jessica or if you're an Olympic rider, you will be entertained, you will be challenged, and it will grow you and your horse's relationship faster than anything you've ever seen. But, yeah, we have one up there in New Hampshire. Um, those, okay. those are great people. All right. Thank you, Mr. Bolander. Thank you. You bet. Well, Jessica, I, Jessica I, thanks for calling if in. If I can... Jessica, if you're still on the line, excuse me a second. I'm on the imtca.org website, and there's actually um, on the toolbar courses that host IMTCA events, and there's a place called Double C Farm in Clarksburg, Maryland. Oh, that's fantastic. Great. (laughs) I'm excited. Thank you so much. All right. You're welcome. Well, thanks, Jessica, and thanks, Bobby, for telling us about that. So we had some other people on, but they suddenly disappeared, Mark. So why don't you go ahead, since she asked about that, tell us about these courses that you built. Bobby was asking about that. And I know you've built them around the world, and you've got some absolutely beautiful courses. Not only are they functional, but they're beautiful. So tell us about the courses. Well, the courses actually are what I call functional art. Mm-hmm. And actually, I could pull up a book and actually look at it because I wrote the book on it. It's kind of, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. It is so – I can't tell you how fun it is. Um, it's just – it's hard for me to get over that people are actually paying me to work because it's just functional art. I'm an artist. I'm also a builder. We have Northwest Steel Design, so we build a lot of buildings. So I'm not afraid okay. to move dirt. I'm not afraid to build obstacles that are safe. But as a, as a clinician, as a trainer, I know 
what works and what doesn't work. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question, Mark. Yeah. Yeah, let me ask you a question. So I call you up and I say, Mark Bolander, I would love to have a mountain trail course at my facility. So the first thing that you do is to, and I'm going to just ask this, out and take a look at my site and then go back and design a course based on my facilities, or how do you actually do that? Well, the first thing is I need your address, and I'll Google it, and I'll start looking. And I can only look so much, but I'll have a pretty good feel for where it goes. But there's nothing like being on site and figuring out – where are you going to take photos? Where are the light pictures? Where, you know, where's the light coming from? How can I get circles? There's circles and circles within circles. People can't really realize they're there. But if you're having a show or something, you can see that. And so when I plan a layout, everything has to be planned, but each course will slightly change as I build it. Because I might run into something in the ground, or I'll see something, or this will give me a better idea to properly present someone's horse. At first, everyone was just walking. Then they were trotting, and now they're cantaloping around. Yes, we don't canter or lope. We cantaloupe because it's not English or Western, so we cantaloupe. So I will be looking at 17 critical phases of what I need to know. And one of them is where, what's the lay of the land? What's the scenery surrounding the course? For instance, one beautiful course in Germany, all the photos are great, but if you turn around, there's an ugly steel mill. Well, people don't want to see that in their photos. They want to take them. And then I need, where's my, where's my access to the course? And so I'll be looking what roads, where do I have to go through the farm to get it? You don't want these out in Timbuktu. You want them close to your facilities as possible. And then where are the spectators going to sit? And so I start going down it. And then I will, first of all, if you say I want a course, I'm going to send you some information on what it's going to cost you depending on what you want. And then if we come to agreement and you say, yes, I want you to build a course, I'll send a contract. And I'll tell you everything you need, what equipment you need on site when I show up, what materials. You'll have a material list for all the obstacles. And when I arrive, six days later, you will have a complete course. So all those beautiful courses that you see on our site, those are built in six days. Wow. From start to finish. But everything has to be lined out ahead of time. And if I use a lot of big boulders or rocks, I usually like those on site ahead of time. So everything gotcha. comes together, the carpenters. And so I'm kind of running equipment. I'm a carpenter. I'm dreaming of a layout. So six days later, you have a, a course, and it goes fairly fast. The courses are safe, and all the obstacles are designed to last. Wow. Wow. Well, that's pr- pretty fascinating. And we've just had another person come back on the line that had been waiting to ask you a question. So why don't we go ahead and get the question and um, opened up her line. And who are we speaking with? Hi, my name's Bobby. How are you? 
Hi, Bobby. And where are you calling from? I am calling from Montana. Wow. And I How's am, the weather I out am, there? Uh, How's the it weather is cold, out there? Cold is it? and snowy. Yes. Oh, well, we're getting ready to head to Belt, Montana in just about two and a half weeks. So what kind of weather are we going to have when we get there? Cold and snowy. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, gosh. All right, we'll dress appropriately. So anyway, go ahead and ask Mark yeah. your question. So I uh, I am very interested in, in this trail. I mean, I've been in the mountains and rode a lot, but I'm very interested in this competitive trail and really want to get involved. And, you know, I, I, I would like to, like, leap in with two feet and they're all four feet and, and become a judge and understand everything about it. How do I do that, Mark? How do I make that happen? Uh, go to the IMTCA website or give my wife a call. Uh, she knows when the judging clinics are. We always need more judges. We need judges, judges, judges constantly. Um, we need more courses on the East Coast and all over. But go to IMTCA website or call my wife, uh, Lee Bolander, and she will help you get started as far as getting involved in the schooling shows, uh, the shows, the judging, the clinics. Clinics are a great way to get your feet wet. Trust me, and that way it'll kind of get you off to a safe start so you're not kind of set on your own and you can kind of get some professional eyes on you, what you can do with your horse and whatnot. But, yeah, look at IMTCA website, and we'd love to get you started. And we'd love great Montana to get started. I know there's a couple places my wife has been talking to uh, as far as building a course and then looking at their site and everything. And I think we have something scheduled this spring to head out there to build one. And I think we're going to be taking two horses out with us, Checkers and my wife's Jose Lito. Oh, wow. Wow, that sounds great. But, yeah, if uh, you can look at that website. But, yeah, it's, if you can get some help as far as clinics. And, you know, Montana's not that far to drive from us because I think – Depending on where you're at, you can be in Montana in about seven hours from where we are. Okay. So if you're ordered by buildings or something like that. Yeah. Okay. I'd love to talk to you. And yeah, give give my wife a shout and see what you can do. All right. Okay. Thank thank you. you Thank you for calling in and asking the question. So that brings me up to another question mark, and that is Bolander Horse Park. And so tell us a little bit about your facility and what it is that you actually do there as far as clinics and and hosting different events and training sessions. Well, we're just praying that the world comes back to normal this year. Yeah. But as we all know, last year was the crazy year. I did six clinics on the East Coast. Uh, Here, everything was limited because of the COVID. But now that everyone's getting their vaccinations, we – foresee everything getting back to normal but on Bolander Horse Park last year we were actually had our busiest year ever it was a record year because we were able to social distance if you're not more than six feet apart on a horse you're probably in trouble anyway yeah yeah so we were able to uh, lay out everything Uh, we had to close part of the facilities they couldn't go in they had to stay out in open air and use the trail course but it was not uncommon for 30 and 50 people to be here per day. 
out wow. on the trail quarters. But we have a place where people can come in with living uh, living quarters and big trailers, uh, camp for a week or a month, and some of them do. We have facilities where they can cook and sit sit around the bonfire and then swim down the lake. So we're set up. We have uh, an outdoor arena, 200 by 100, and then an indoor arena covered facility, and then we have a trail course that's about an acre and a half. And that's wow. the one that draws people from literally around the world. And then we have, you know, a lot of big paddocks on the 30 acres. We, in Montana, in Wyoming, and a lot of places, 30 acres isn't much. But here on the West Coast, we're very thankful to have 30 acres. Right. Uh, it's all we need to run Bolander Horse Park. So it's a place that clinics pretty much go nonstop on a normal year lessons go nonstop interns come around we always have openings for interns we have an intern right now from germany who we absolutely love and then we have another intern turned employee because she was she's done so well and then she helps my wife also in the office for imtca and bolander horse park so it's a place that people are pretty much always here it's a place oh, that, where time stands still and dreams come true. We've seen a lot of happy faces, and that's our whole dream about having this horse park where we can see horses and riders actually having fun and have that partnership, you know, increase. And so, yeah, Bollinger Horse Park, people drive from, oh, my gosh, from, well, they've driven from back east, uh, Nevada, Wyoming, Colorado, California, they come from all over and they fly in from all over to stay on site. And we go from there. And so my wife and I kicked it off and it's been, it's the home of IMTCA. My wife and I started IMTCA right here out of Bolander Horse Park. Now tell everybody exactly where you're located in Washington. We are exactly halfway between Seattle, Washington, and Portland, Oregon. If you draw a line between the two and put a dot halfway down on Mayfield Lake, that's where we are. Bollinger Horse Park, you know, we have, it's easy to get to for people uh, coming to the clinics, the people that have horses in training here. It's easy for them to come and watch the horses being trained out on the course or in the arena. So it's, it's a place that it's just a fun and by the way my wife she loves mary Kay's song a good day <laughs> uh, gosh well you guys are absolutely super people and um i can't remember when we had you on the last time mark but it was a fun show then and it's been a fun show today mm-hmm. and we're gonna have to have you come back and talk more about IMT- imtca what happened this past year? Did it did it cut down a lot of your clinics and traveling? It yeah. Normally we fly about 165,000 miles a year and up to circus circle this globe about five times. Wow! But I had uh, six clinics on the East Coast. We'd be very careful. It was fascinating flying through the airports. They were like tombs. Uh, They're quiet. Their people were down, but we did our social distancing and everyone was cautious and careful. Uh, but yes, the clinics were canceled on most parts because the um, gatherings were stopped. So early on, we were able to get out, but it came to a crashing halt. And so the people, though, 
had a tremendous amount of lessons and a tremendous amount of update or use on the courses. And we found that in most courses that people built, that people had come in and they had done, you know, as something for them to do that they could do in this crazy times. And that's something else on these courses I design and build. They are a money maker, but they're a money tree, but you have to get a ladder out and work it. I tell people, <laughs> and they, they all found out that, yeah, with, you know, Facebook and website and internet and everything else, people were aware that you can come, be careful where you park and come have fun, stay apart. And all the courses were doing that. So they were very successful, even in the hard years. And I know a lot of the show facilities, it was very, very different. So we were blessed. Yeah, it was different that way, and then of course international travel was just almost pretty much non-existent. So it, yeah, we uh, we couldn't go to Belgium, um, Italy, Germany, France. We all international travel was halted. I was supposed to build a course in Belgium. Of course, you can't get over there. So yeah, it it was a crazy year. Well, hopefully, twenty twenty one will end up being a better year. I think it's going to take a couple of a couple of quarters. For things to get much better, but uh, hopefully that will happen. Mark, will you come back? Twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one is going to be a great year for everyone. I hope so. I hope so. Come back and visit with us. Again. Thank you, Gary. Thank you, and thank you, Bobby. We'll see you guys later, and thank you. All right. All right. Tell Lehigh. Okay. I will. Okay, thank you, Gary. Bye-bye. Thanks so much. All right, we're going to listen to a song by Alan and Jill Kirkham, All the Pretty Horses. We'll come back and talk more with Bobby Bell in just a moment on the Campfire Cafe. Hush bye don't you cry, go to sleep, little babe. shall have all the pretty little horses, paints and bays, sorrows and grays, a coach and six little horses. When you wake, you shall have Mama said, baby's riding up to dreamland. One by one, they've begun to dance and prance for little baby. Buckskins and bays, dapples and grays, a coach and six little horses. When you wake, you shall have all the pretty little
and bays, dapples and grays, babies riding up to dreamland. When you wake, you shall have all the pretty. Don't you cry Go to sleep, little baby When you wake You shall have All the pretty little And a uh, great show today with with Wiley Gustafson and with Mark Bullender. And um, Bobby, we are cranking things up for Rendezvous 2021 this year. We've got some great clinicians that are going to be joining us. And uh, out in Tennessee for, ten- for Rendezvous East, I'll get this straight in a minute. Rendezvous East, we've got Richard Winters going to be joining us and then in rendezvous west we've just announced that the young lady that was on the show last week is going to be joining us so trina morris will be coming out for rendezvous west in utah and uh, we've got great music great trail riding at both locations and 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 we're looking for some great vendors to be joining us as well so we've already got a lot of vendors that are lined up so there'll be a lot of shopping which is something that you and my wife like. (laughs) (laughs) Who doesn't like shopping? Who doesn't like shopping? Who doesn't like shopping? But anyway, you can visit net and click on the Rendezvous 2021 uh, menu bar, and you can find all about Rendezvous that's taking place. It's all to benefit the Mustang Heritage Foundation's Veterans Equine Therapy Program. And uh, we're going to invite you to do that. Tell us about the Hero Collection. What's going on? Because you are you're benefiting Mustang Heritage Foundation as well, aren't you? Yes, we are um, at outwestshop.com. Um, you can shop our Hero Collection. We have items Hero for Her, Hero for Him, Hero for Home. And uh, when you purchase any of these items, a percentage of that sale will be donated to Mustang Heritage Foundation. Uh, we chose them as our beneficiary for January and February. So we have two months of um, sales being, you know, being raised for that great foundation. And we're um, doing something new that we'll be announcing. Check out our Out West Shop on Facebook page, where every day we post something, um, a book from our book website or a product from Out West Shop. Um, we're going to have a contest. 
and we'll be announcing it shortly. We're working with a wonderful author, a good friend, author, and a wildlife artist, Nancy Quinn, who loves to bake. And she has a YouTube channel where she does wonderful videos of her in the kitchen. And we thought it'd be fun to do a Baking with Love contest. And um, we'll be posting information on that in the next couple of days at Outwest oh, Shop right. on the our Facebook page. All right, that's cool. I guess Baking with Love wouldn't have anything at all to do with Valentine's Day, would it? Well, um, yes, and the month of February is also Health uh, Heart Month. I don't know if it's National Heart Month, but there, it's uh, it's the whole month is also designated as kind of a heart awareness month. And so we're going to kick this off probably February second. We'll run it through like the twentieth or so, and then we'll be announcing our winner on the twenty eighth. I think is oh. the last plan Nancy and I came up with. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. We're so visit out west shop. <laughs> yeah, visit out west shop, and not only can you get some good cooking going there, but you can get some great clothing and and home home decor, and that's all at the out west shop, and the visit the hero collection, and so that's going to be benefiting Mustang Foundation as well. Well, it's been a fun show today. Do you have any closing thoughts for us? I do. There are three choices in life. Give up, give in, or give it all you've got. I like that. I particularly like that, give it all you got. So that's a, a great closing thought. So we're going to close out the show today with a great song from our friend over in the U.K., Mr. Bradley. It's one called My Rifle, My Pony, and Me. And by the way, who's joining us next week? Uh, let's see. We're going to be into February, and if I've got my hat, my thinking hat on, I believe it's Randy Houston joining us the first Thursday in February. Is that right? <laughs> Randy so. Houston is always a lot <laughs> yeah. of fun, and I think he's got a great new album out. So we'll have fun talking with Randy, and then uh, Mr. Mac Long with Backcountry Horsemen of America will be us next week on Saddle of America. So a lot of great music, a lot of great conversation. Every week at equestrianlegacy.net. So let's close out this show with Mr. Clint Bradley, my rifle, my pony, and Bobby. We'll see you next week on the radio. See you then. The sun is sinking in the west. The cattle go down to the stream. The red wings settle on the nest It's time for a cowboy to dream Purple light in the canyons That's where I long to be With my three good companions just my rifle pony and me Gonna hang my sombrero On the limb of a tree Coming on, sweetheart darling 
Oh. 